We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What a pass. Giddy underneath for JRE. The reverse and the rookie-to-rookie action. Outside the through Dort. He'll get the flyby. Three on the way, and he rattles it in. SGA defended closely by Westbrook. Tough step back. Gets up the shot. Fakes it in. This is Udort. You're listening to the Uncontested. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Uncontested Postgame Show, brought to you by the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm your host for the night, J.D. Silva. Tonight, I'm joined by Jacob Niffin. How's it going? I'm upset. 50,000 on my head is disrespect. I'm upset, Silva. Let me go ahead and second that. This is some bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, folks, uh, tonight, the Oklahoma City Thunder played a pivotal game against the Orlando Magic. Uh, Pivotal in that this was crucial for the tank standings, honestly. Uh, Just really quickly going over the narrative heading into this game. In the middle of, I think, the second quarter, Detroit wrapped up their win against the Hawks, which for a brief, happy moment, tied Orlando, OKC, and Detroit all at 20 wins. Uh, So if OKC were to lose this game... They would be tied or similar. They'd at least be third in the tank standings. And of course, OKC wins one eighteen to one oh two. They got down massively early. Orlando was just hitting everything, and I was a little worried. I was like, "Oh, that's not sustainable." And the the there's a lot. I mean, we're not going to actually talk about the basketball. Because no. it was god freaking awful, <laughs> yeah. But Silva, a stat that really jumps off the page to me that is uh, incredibly important. Uh, my guy, let me find it here. Um, Mavs draft at Mavs draft tweeted it out. If you look at the Orlando Magic box score, starters Franz Wagner twenty one minutes plus twenty, Chuma Okiki thirty three minutes plus thirteen. Mo Bamba, 22 minutes, plus 15. Cole Anthony, 30 minutes, plus 5. But those guys didn't play much. They played Ignas 
De- Braz De- De- Dekus. Ignas Brazdikas. Nailed it. 21 minutes minus 36. They played Mo Wagner, which is like Franz Wagner's half-wit brother. 24 minutes minus 28. <laughs> they played Admiral Schofield, a dude that came to training camp with the Thunder and sucked so much they cut him. 22 minutes. He was a minus 23. I mean, I can't be mad, but this was so astastic. It was just a complete mm-hmm. and utter tank move by the Orlando Magic. A complete uh, and utter tank move. There's a, a an Orlando Magic podcast that had the audacity to say uh, after the Thunder lost to Orlando four days ago that Sam Presti needed to go to jail <laughs> for what he was doing um, uh, and that the Thunder had... Uh, was one of the most impressive uh, teams and squandering talent they had ever seen. Mm. I will hear no slander. Yeah. The Magic, A, they're just bad, and B, they pulled off a masterful tank tonight. So you know what? Shout out to them because uh, it helped out their their tank standings. We got to hope that Orlando wins some some games down the stretch. But with the way that they're sitting, guys, it's hard to be too uh, too confident in that. Yeah, a bit of a short-sighted take there, trying to send Presti to jail. <laughs> Who am yeah. I to say? Who am I to say? Uh, so, uh, just looking ahead really quickly, this the Thunder Super Bowl is taking place on April Fool's Day, and it's against Detroit in the That's last a big head-to-head one. matchup. That's a huge, huge, huge matchup. Yes, that one and the Thunder have two games against the Portland Trailblazers, who I am literally convinced they just went to their local YMCA and picked up some dudes to play professional basketball. Like the Portland trailblazers are playing guys. I, I cover the NBA. We cover the NBA for this podcast. Silva. We're pretty invested. Mm -hmm. I've never heard of these dudes that are playing for Portland. Those are going to be incredibly difficult games to lose. Yeah. Yeah. I have no idea who's, who's playing when I watch them. It was like, uh, that first name you pronounced on Orlando that I probably would not do a good job pronouncing myself. It's a roster full of, of, of those that dudes. guy. Yeah. It's, I mean, what do you think? Like the, the two games against Portland, what do you think the outcome, the, the end outcome is? Oh, and two, one and one or two and oh. I, I fear that one and one is like best case. Like that's, I don't, I, that's where I'm at as well. But the Thunder are just too well coached. I don't think the floor of the players we have on our team is as low as the floor of the guys that they're going to be playing against. I think they're definitely going to be sitting Shea more. I don't think Giddy's coming back. Yeah. Uh, unless it's like against a really good team or something that you know uh, is going to win. Like, I don't, I think, I can really see it. Yeah. I think that those two Portland games, I think at best you're looking at a split. Mm hmm. So if you split those, you have to lose that Detroit game and then all the other games and just win one more game for the rest of the year and end the season at 22 wins. Now, while we're talking about it, let's pull up Detroit Pistons' schedule. Mm, yeah, I was looking at that a, a bit ago. So Detroit still has some winnable games. They mm-hmm. they beat the Hawks tonight by 21. I actually have faith that Detroit is going to win a few more games. Yeah, they have the Wizards. Who aren't that great? Um, they have the Knicks, who suck. They have the Nets, and they're they're in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Kyrie will be able to play at that point in time. 
Yeah, I think he's debuting like really soon. Yeah, the Seventy Sixers is probably a a loss for them. Then they have the Thunder and the Pistons in back, or sorry, the Thunder and the Pacers in back to back games. Mm -hmm. Then Mavs, Bucks, and Sixers to close it out. I mean, I can see them beating like the Wizards, the Thunder, and the Pacers. Totally. And if that's the case, Detroit would end with twenty three wins. The Thunder would need to end with twenty two to be ahead of them. That means one more win for the season. Yeah, I, I'm I'm a bit worried that going into that April first game, they both have twenty two wins or something like that. Yeah, that um, that game kind of becomes for all the marbles. For all the marbles, yeah, because uh, that in theory would boot OKC to fourth and lock them in at fourth, which I I, I have feared was our destiny this entire this Detroit Thunder wins. Yeah. Uh, I feared that fourth place in the lotteries has been OKC's destiny this whole time, but we'll see. Detroit's been good. Cade's really good. City Bay. They've actually been playing like really, really well. Um, The Magic, they obviously uh, lost to the Thunder tonight. They do not play again, just like the Thunder, until Saturday night. They play the Sacramento Kings. Let's cross our fingers that Kings, Kings. Mm -hmm. Sabonis is out, I believe. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Let's hope that the Kings pull off a Kings and they lose. Mm-hmm. Magic win. Then we have Magic versus Cavaliers. They have the Wizards, who again aren't very good. No. The Raptors, the Knicks, who aren't very good. Then Cavs, Hornets, Heat to close it out. So there's maybe one, two, like maybe three more winnable games for the Magic on Heat, the schedule. Heat could rest, guys, in the last game, too. Yeah. So. It's going to be um, it, it's it's a race to the bottom for sure. Yeah. Do you why I have I have talked badly about Teo's performance all season long. Oh my gosh! And it came back to bite me in the ass tonight, Jacob. Twenty five four and six tonight for Teo Maladone. Why? Yeah, I I had a lot of people in my mentions post game saying like, hey. They need to sit Teo. He he's too good. Blah, blah. Man, if Teo is too good, we have massive problems. Because yeah. I mean, Silva, so we'll we'll do a podcast in like the offseason about right. this. But the Thunder are gonna have to clear roster spots for incoming rookies. My top three guys that aren't gonna be on this team next year, Derek Favors, and then this is in order. Derek Favors, Teo Maladone, Isaiah Roby. Like yeah. I think Teo is going going to get traded or cut this summer. If that's the dude that's coming out and winning you a basketball game tonight single handedly, like I don't know what else you can do, honestly. Yeah, I was uh, I was running our Twitter account tonight. And I think one of the last tweets I put out as Teo buried a step back three was, "It's time to take away Mark Dignall's Nike pullover just to do something." <laughs> like the team is too. Well coached, too well disciplined. Like they, the culture is too strong. Yeah, it's too strong. It's too strong. Thunder, thunder culture. Uh, they don't, they don't take bad shots. It's all smart driving kicks. Anyone that gets the ball in their hands, like knows what to do. Uh, even uh, Vit, like Vit, looked pretty good tonight. I haven't been the biggest guy on four on of Vit. six from three. Poku's usage, I feel like, was much higher than it normally is. We saw some point Poku, and he like filled. He just didn't shoot it very well, but he filled up the stat sheet. Um, Tail Maladone tonight. You said 25 points, four rebounds, six assists. Yeah, nine of 13. Plus 33 in the plus minus. What Lindy God. Waters, plus 25 in 19 minutes. Olivier Saar, 
plus 24 in 19 minutes. Meanwhile, all the starters except Poku were negatives. Trey Mann, mm-hmm. negative 9. Wiggins, a negative 10. Roby, a negative 12. Darius Baisley, a negative 6. I'm kind of surprised Trey Mann was a negative there, but that's... We needed a we needed a lot more bays and a lot less everyone else. We should have brought Derek Favors back to play this to play this one. Yeah, it's it sucks. They really needed to lose this one. Not the end of the world though. We still have about ten games left. It's time to to play those out, try to lose all of them, and see what happens. Yeah, um, fun fun question I have for you. I don't think you've been asked this on a podcast, so correct me if I'm wrong. Quick question about Trey Mann. Uh, Trey Mann scored 21 points tonight. Uh, I was I was at the game against Boston where he had his career high. I think it was 35. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many points does he average next season if I set the over-under at 12 and a half? Oh, that is a fun question. Uh, what is he at right now currently? Do you know? Uh, 10.9, I think. Uh, I'm making sure right now. Trey Mann, 10.2. 10.2. Interesting. Because mm-hmm. next year you have to assume Shea and Josh are starting. Right. The person they draft will probably be starting. Mm-hmm. Lou Dort probably starts over Trey. Trey plays off the bench. I what think he's was, like the de facto sixth. sixth what, what was the number you gave? 12 and a half. I'm going under. Yeah. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it's going to be closer to like 10 and a half. I think it's going to be like a, yeah, around there. I think it's going to be like 11, 11 and a half, something like that. But now I've been a proponent. I, I assume they're going to get something done with Lou and, and get the extension on the books. Mm. If they don't and, and they maybe look to trade Lou this summer, I think Trey Mann could start for you. Totally. That would be I, really I think fun. He, he really offensively, he really fits what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Like he can spot up and catch and shoot. Uh, he can be like an uh, a, a secondary playmaker. Um, you you could have Trey, Shay, and Josh as like that front three, and then if you end up getting a guy like Paulo um, Bancaro or Jabari Smith or Chet Holmgren, one of those can be in your front court. Maybe you go get another guy to play in your front court or something. Um, I, I could see a world where Trey Mann starts on this team next year. Yeah, I would definitely want to see some growth on defense from the other guys that would that would be surrounding Trey in that lineup, like mm-hmm. Shea and Giddy, which I think from Giddy at least you will see some a defensive improvement. And then especially if you get a guy like Chet behind them that can block shots and defend if Trey gets blown by in, in, in a lineup like that. Uh, it'd be tough. It'd be tough seeing Paolo in that lineup. I think I've, I'm kind of souring on Paolo as – as the season goes on, where, where do you Oh, interesting. Rank? I, I, he's growing on me a little bit. Really? Okay. Down, down the stretch here in the, in the tournament, a little bit before the tournament, uh, shooting the ball better from three, his mm-hmm. playmaking. Um, I mean, I, I've been on record way back in like November. I kind of like the idea of Paulo as, um, playing like 50% of his minutes at the five. Yeah. Dude, six ten, two fifty. I mean, he's the size of Steven Adams. Mm-hmm. That is insane to think about. I know it's crazy. He's yeah. huge. I always think he's like a six eight guy. Like I, I always imagine him as just being Jabari Parker, and that I think that's what worried me to not yeah. be in that mindset. But so he he's grown on me a little bit. So mm-hmm. I I would probably put him like for my Thunderboard at number three. Yeah, 
that's where I'm at too. I just think there's more of a fall off from two to three, but yeah, he's that's firmly, fair. firmly third. Well, I, anything, uh... I, I love Jabari Smith for a long time now. Yeah. But some stats that have come out about him and his like finishing at the rim mm-hmm. and putting the ball on the deck. Um, I, I think I saw stats something about like at his his field goal percentage um, inside the paint and at the rim. Uh, the only college players who have shot as bad as he has and gone in the top 10 are like Cam Reddish and someone else who's like not very inspiring at all. Yeah. So, yeah, I like the idea of Jabari fitting in alongside. Like, I like Jabari and Giddy as a combination, I think. And that's why yeah. I think Giddy unlocks a lot of what Jabari can can be. But I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. Well, is there anything uh, else in regards to this game you wanted to, to touch on? It was a real stinker. That, I, mean, that I don't even want it. to talk about the basketball of the game. It was bad. Really bad. I thought, I thought we'd have some fun Mo Bamba moments. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. I was ready to tweet out a screenshot of the song and never got that opportunity. He he did some good stuff and then some absolutely awful stuff. Yep. Uh, I was just kind of all over the place. Um Five of twelve from the field for Mo. One of four from three. Eleven points, ten rebounds. He's a plus fifteen. I mean, there's no thunder stuff. I mean, Baisley had a bad night. Poku had a bad night. Um, Roby hitting three of four from three is a real killer. He kind of he kind of iced the game. Like Orlando was sort of coming back there at the end, and and Roby kept hitting threes. At at one point, the Thunder were ten of twenty from three. This is the worst three point shooting team in the league. They shot forty one and a half percent tonight. They made seventeen of their forty one threes. 
the Thunder as a team, their splits were 48, 41, 83. Um, I mean, that's, that's pretty good, but it's, it's a product of who was defending them, which was a whole bunch of, of nobodies. So, but at the end of the day, looking at this from like a macro point of view, I mean, if I would have told you two weeks ago that the Thunder would have split the two games with Orlando, and after that night, they would be at 21 wins, and Orlando and Detroit both be at 20 wins, and the Thunder would be within one to one and a half games of second place in the West as far as reverse standings, or not second place in the West, second place in the league in reverse mm-hmm. standings. I think we all would have accepted that and taken it. So Totally. I Yeah, the issues are not with... I know there's a lot of pressure to lose this game, but the the issues, the, these games should have been lost earlier in the season, mm-hmm. not now. Like, I don't think now is, is the time for that. Yeah, I think as some of the games earlier in the season that they won, that people were like, oh, this is great. And I'm like, man, that's fleeting. It's not, yeah, it's, it's, it's fleeting. very fleeting. Yeah, because now, now if, if you're in a position where you need to lose, like, all of your remaining games, that's not that's not going to feel good. <laughs> It's not going to feel good. Yeah. Um, uh, I, if they could lose all of them, uh, I would love it if they could. Mm-hmm. Uh, Silva, let me ask you this. Does Shea Gilgis-Alexander play another basketball game this season? I think he plays like, how many, let's see, how many games are left? It's a good question. Pulling it up right now. There are one, two, three. About nine games left. I think he might play in two or three. But it feels like their next game is against, I'm trying to get down here. Their next game is against the Nuggets Saturday night. That feels like it should be a loss. Mm -hmm. Um, That Hawks game, the Hawks haven't been great. Hopefully that one's a loss. Um, The Suns game should definitely be a loss. And then the Lakers and the Jazz and the Clippers, all three of those should be pretty easy losses. Yeah. So you're just looking at the two Blazers game and the Pistons game. Yeah, as uh, as your barometer. Yes, you just don't play them in those. But like the, those other teams, even Atlanta, like they need to win all their games now to get in the play to stay in the play in. So I think you could play. It'd be safe to play him in a in a game like that, just so he's not totally out like giddy. Yeah, and hopefully these all these teams have something to play for. Like hopefully the Lakers um, are playing for. Uh, I mean, the Lakers, their, their best case scenario is to end at nine. They're not getting up to, to eight and catching the Clippers, but yep. they're really close at sliding to 10 uh, and losing home court advantage in that uh, in that playing game. So hopefully like the, the Lakers have something to play for. Hopefully the Clippers uh, maybe have a little something to play for. I don't think they will in the last night of the season. Uh, Minnesota six and a half games ahead of them. Um they're they're not close enough to to catch Minnesota. They're too far ahead of the Lakers to fall. So I wor- kind of worry about that last game of the season, just like last year. Man, if the Thunder get to like the second or the third best odds, and it comes down to them losing that last game of the season to the Clippers, and the Clippers rest everybody again, not again, not again. I will be irate. Yeah, I, absolutely irate. That would be very tragic. Uh, I think LeBron's in a go for that scoring title. So I think he's going to try his ass off in that Lakers game. There you go. Um, you want to go to Tankathon real quick? Let's do we it. get out of here. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Let's take a peek. If you're on the live stream, you can see we got Tankathon pulled up here. Uh, so the good news is I'm pretty sure the Thunder are at least safe 
from uh, falling to fifth best lottery odds. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not going to win four more games this season. Why Indiana goes winless. Uh, Indiana did lose to Sacramento tonight, but Indiana has 25 wins. Sacramento has 26. The Thunder have 21. So I'm not worried about uh, sliding back anymore. Now it's strictly about climbing upwards. Would you agree? I would agree for sure. Yeah, I'm not I'm not worried about Indiana or Sacramento anymore. Also, before we do this Tankathon sim, I bet we can pull up 538 NBA predictions. I've been looking at this a lot recently. When is the last time they updated this? Um, they updated it about 10 minutes ago, it looks mm-hmm. like. Uh, 10.51 p.m. Eastern time. That's 9.51 Central. So about 15 minutes ago, they updated it. Let's look at the record projection they have, oh my goodness, they have the Rockets ending the season at 22 and 60. They have really? the Magic ending the season at 23 and 59. The Pistons at 23 and 59. The Thunder at 23 and 59. Three-way tie for second best odds. Is that just coin flips at that I point? I believe that would be coin flips, yes. I, think- I don't think head-to-head record or anything counts. For lottery positioning, I think it's straight coin flips. I think I would rather have that outcome than yes. be locked in at fourth for sure. So definitely. Uh all right, Silva, so let's do a tankathon sim. And then after we sim it, let's uh let's do a little quick mock draft down to the Thunder's pick to see who they get. Great. So the the question is, do we are we just hitting sim once? I think we should I always do it three times. That's my three, ritual. I do three, it three times. Three times. All right. Yep. So we'll hit Sim three times. If you're on the live stream, you can watch us do this. If you're just listening in, we'll announce the the results of all three. But the third spin is the one that we're going to mock. All right. Here we go. Spin mm-hmm. number one. Drum roll. Drum roll. Sees Oklahoma City jump to number two. Okay. Sim number two. Drum roll, sees drum the roll. Thunder drop to seven. All right. That ain't good. I need to forget that. And Sim number three puts Oklahoma Holy City at seven. Cow. Go ahead and do that again. I can't. I cannot go out on a seven. Seven is bad. Yeah. Let's do it. We'll do it again. Got to go out on a make. There you go. Lands on two. Uh, the that is New fun. Orleans Pelicans actually get number one. Oh my gosh! In this situation, New Orleans got number one and three. Oh wow! That Lakers pick jumped for New Orleans. They got pick number one and pick number three with their own pick. So this would entail the Lakers missing the playoffs entirely, and then their pick going to number one. Yes. That is chaos. Pure chaos. Oh my God. Which would be okay because Oklahoma could you City imagine the Pelicans good. adding Chet and Jaden Ivy? Maybe then Zion would want to play for them. <laughs> That's insane. Um at number two, it, it's pretty simple. It's Jabari Smith, right? Yeah. That's that, that's not really a fun mock. So let's let's sim again and, and see if we can get a more interesting one. Oh <laughs> shit. <laughs> that time I got number one. Yep. Gotta even out those odds. Silva, if you were in charge of the Thunder and you had pick number one, who would you take? Chet Holmgren. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm on the. I'm on the Chet train. Yep. Thunder got number two on that spin. Number six. Let's do this one. Let's do where the Thunder get number six. So let's. We're gonna go back and forth, and we'll draft for these teams. Uh, and this mock or in, in this spin, the Houston Rockets get pick number one. Silva, who are you gonna take for Houston? If I'm Houston, okay. So there's there's the devil on my shoulder that's wanting to say they're going to take paolo but they're definitely going to t- they're definitely going to take chet i think okay, i i kind of paolo feels like a houston he feels guy. like a houston it feels like houston would do that but okay so you're taking chet there yes okay portland got pick number two 
Um, I think if yeah. this were the case, Portland is keeping their own pick. I know they want to trade for Jeremy Grant. I bet they could trade that number uh, in this sim. The New Orleans Pelicans pick landed at number nine. Uh, which would belong to the Portland Trailblazers as part of the CJ McCollum trade. I yeah. bet they trade pick nine for Jeremy Grant. Yeah. Uh, but at pick two, the Portland Trailblazers, uh, this is a pretty easy Jabari Smith Jr. pick for me. Yeah. Um, add add a big wing there. Uh, that's kind of what they've always needed. Mm-hmm. And then you could still trade number nine for Jeremy Grant. Totally. So you you get Jabari Smith Jr. and Jeremy Grant out to Portland. That's That's pretty fun. That might be the only outcome where Dame stays. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you have pick number three with the Orlando Magic. I am taking Paolo Banquero. Okay. Interesting. Even though you already have a lot of forwards and guys like um, uh, Fr- uh, Franz is the young one. Franz Wagner Franz, yes. and Jonathan Isaac, who we'll see if he plays basketball ever again. Um, and, and some other wings like Truma Okiki, you're still going to take Paulo here? I think I will, yeah. I think if I'm a, a Magic uh, front office member, I think I still like Jalen Suggs a lot. Um, don't necessarily love Cole Anthony, but I like the idea of Paolo scoring more in this in this case. And I don't know okay. if uh, Jonathan Isaac is coming back to play basketball ever. Um, all right, I have pick number four. The San Antonio Spurs jumped to pick number four. I'm going to do something a little different here, Silva. Okay. I'm going to go Shaden Sharp. Wow, I like that. I mean, I don't know how much Jaden Ivey makes sense down there. Mm-hmm. Um, when, you of, Murray, when you have DeJounte Murray, when you have Kilden Johnson, uh, when you have all those different guys, I think Shaden uh, maybe is the highest. He, he's definitely a mystery guy, but I could see San Antonio. I think Pop may be done this offseason. Mm-hmm. Go with the youngest kid. In the, well, I don't think I, he's actually not the youngest guy in the draft, but go with one of the youngest guys in the draft, this this pure mystery box that could kickstart the, the next era of San Antonio basketball after Greg Popovich leaves. Yeah, makes total sense. Makes total All right, sense. You have, you have pick five, which is the Detroit Pistons. Okay, um, I think I'm definitely... Wiping my hands clean of the Killian Hayes situation and drafting Jaden Ivey here. Okay, I like that. Jaden Ivey and Cade Cunningham would be fun. You That's have fun. you have a bigger jumbo guard and Cade who can kind of maybe not the most athletic guy in the world, but can make every read. It's just a very, very, very solid basketball player. Mm-hmm. And then you have like highlight factory Jaden Ivey. Yeah, really nice contrast. That's fun. All right, pick number six is the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, we we can collaborate on pick number six. Yeah. Is, so I don't know a ton of guys that are projected to go into this range outside of like your AJ Griffins, your Jalen Durins. Is there a guy outside of those two that you would consider for this pick? I think a lot of people would say Keegan Murray. Uh, I am right. out on Keegan Murray. I'm, mm-hmm. I I don't want to draft a 22-year-old guy. That's um, I, I don't want to draft a guy who's slow-footed defensively. Nope. Um, I, I, I think if the Thunder end with pick six, in this situation, uh, I think you see a lot of, um, well, we probably won't see it, but I think behind the scenes, there's going to be a lot of work for the Thunder to trade up, uh, like a lot of work for the Thunder yeah. to trade up. Like, could they trade six to Portland at two and also send Portland some stuff that will help them? Like, would six and Dort and pick 30 get you to number two or something like that? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's, that's way more likely this season than it was last draft because the guys at the top of last draft were like, extraordinarily good yeah 
Um, I don't know a lot about Johnny Davis. Uh, I'm not a huge Johnny Davis guy, but I admittedly, I haven't watched a lot of him. Neither. Um, at this spot, the pick that makes the most sense to me is AJ Griffin. Yeah. Uh, I think he's the youngest kid in the draft. Uh, he is a knockdown three point shooter. Um, I, I think partially he's been held back in his position and by some injuries at Duke. Uh, I, he's a high level athlete. He, I think understands the game really well. He's a pretty good passer. He's a really good defender. Um, dad has been a, a long time NBA assistant coach actually was an assistant coach here in Oklahoma city for a while. Mm-hmm. I, I think AJ could come in and immediately fill a role as like a floor spacer. I think he would work really well next to Shay and Josh, as far as uh, just being like a catch and shoot three point guy. Uh, he can put the ball on the ground a little bit, uh, get to the basket. I, I would go AJ Griffin at six. I totally agree. I, I envision him as like a modern Wes Matthews. Yeah, like, I, like, I, I've made that comp too. Yeah. So uh, interesting. Uh, I, I think I would be okay with that at six, but I would expect if that was the case on lottery night that the Oklahoma City Thunder are aggressively trying to trade up. Yeah, yeah, totally. And if, if they do stand pad at six, um, I do have – I do start to have a lot of questions about the current roster and who might be yeah. exiting. I think that's very fair. Um, yeah. I I need to look up how big AJ Griffin is because he's a. I mean, for such a young guy, he is already like really well built. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. He is six six. I think he's got a seven foot wingspan and he's two hundred and twenty two pounds. Wow. Yeah. So he's, yeah, he would he's slot pretty, right he's into pretty, three. Yeah, he's pretty thick. Yeah. Um, and he is super young. He will turn 19 years old on August 25th. So wow, that's really after cool. the draft, after summer league, he will turn 19. Yeah. Is that about how old Poku was whenever he? Uh, yes. Yeah. I think I'm pretty sure AJ is going to be the youngest guy in this draft. He's even, even younger than Shaden. That's why yeah, Shaden, Shaden declaring or not declaring is going to be a big deal. I think. Uh, yeah. And I, I'm on a record. I think he's going to declare. I think it would be dumb not to. Yeah. If you, if you have a chance to go in the lottery, you don't sit out historically. Yeah. And I think the only thing that can happen with him going back to college next year is he goes down in the draft. I agree. I don't think he's going to jump over guys like Scoot and Victor Wembanyama. No. Who uh, some footage was released today of Victor Wembanyama. And uh, I, I had never seen him before. Oh, dude. He's, he is an alien. He is yeah, insane. He's insane. He, yeah. He's seven foot three. Yeah, and doing everything. Yes. He's insane. All right. Uh, Anything else, Silva? That's it. That's it. We're out of here. This is a real stinky game. I was hoping, since I always get to watch the bad games, that this would end up being another bad game and the Thunder would lose. That did not happen. That's all right. We're heading out for the night. Thank you guys so much for listening or tuning in live. Before we go, remember to shed the bed, be sorry for Jabari, be grimy for Ivy, you got Jacob, you got one for Bankero? I don't have one for Bankero. <laughs> I'll try to think of one. <laughs> That's all right. Thanks again, guys. See you next time.